When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. I got a good episode for you this week. I'm bringing on Paranormal Thoughts Podcast out of Australia. I love talking to shows and groups and individuals out of Australia. The only difficult part is the time difference. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, forgive me for the way I'm looking. Um... You know, to do a show in the evening for them, I got to wake up at five o'clock in the morning. So it'll be worth it. It's awesome. I look forward to it. Um, I know this is a pretty popular podcast that I'm talking to today. So I hope uh, our friends out in Australia get to hear it and enjoy it as much as I know I'm going to enjoy talking to them. Um. Let's see a few things. Yes, there are changes going on as far as, once again, to Patreon and the membership on the website. Um, as far as becoming a member on the website, the only change is going to be maybe in the, there won't be any changes in the, the overall cost. It may just be in, um, when the fees are are taken uh, right now it's like a dollar 75 a week it goes out to seven dollars a month well it might just be a monthly charge from here out um doing that will help stop all the surcharges that they're hitting me with so instead of charging me 40 percent, they'll charge me when it's closer to 10 or whatever um other than that i don't really know of any more major announcements. Um, so just thank you for the love. Thank you for the support. Thank you for all the five-star ratings and reviews. Thank you for all the uh, purchases made on the, the Believer Store lately. That's been a big help. So with no further delay, let me go ahead and bring on the Paranormal Thoughts podcast. Thank you so much for having me on here today. Oh man, my pleasure. I'm I'm glad to have you. Um, I know we have Thank quite a we got a, a pretty big time change, you know, time yes. difference. You know, it's like I think it's six o'clock in the morning here right now. I know it's probably yeah. nighttime. It is nine o'clock. 
Yeah, it's like nine o'clock at night here. I know. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Like every time that um I do interviews, it's literally this exact same thing where there's usually a very small depending on what side of the states you live on, there's usually a very small window where it kind of just works for everyone. Otherwise, I've, you know, had to do interviews at like two in the morning and that whole thing, which I don't really do a ton now because I don't really have the luxury of that. But but yeah, it's it's pretty wild in this day and age to get to just speak to anyone anywhere around the world um, about, you know, these unique experiences that we all kind of um, have. It's it's pretty epic, really. It really is, man. Uh, I remember the first time I talked to someone out of Australia, I was still using, uh, there was a phone app that I would use to record with and call people directly with. And I wasn't aware of international call rates. Oh, so, no. Yeah, me and this guy sit here and we talk for, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours. And then I get a phone bill for $400. Oh. And <laughs> I, I actually called AT&T and I was like, look, you know, it was a podcast interview. You know, I'm trying to make excuses. And they actually, they, they waived all the fees. Oh, uh, good. It, it was amazing. But Pretty yeah, awesome. I learned real quick. I'm going to have to get on Zoom or something that, that allows us to be able to talk internationally like this and not have to worry about, you know, who's picking up the tab. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's the amazing thing. I mean, like Skype was around for a long time, but Zoom obviously now being so accessible. But I mean, years ago, it was like, how do you, record like an interview with people on the other side of the world it was not as simple as it is now where we're all just like everyone has you know knowledge about that so yeah have like times have definitely changed like a lot absolutely well um i i know you didn't come on here to talk about time changes and phone bills <laughs> no well obviously um I've known about your show for quite a while and um, I do my own podcast and I love the opportunity to get to speak with like-minded people about the paranormal. You know, it's kind of um, one of the reasons, well, it wasn't exactly the reason I got into doing the podcast. I mean, I can talk a bit about that, but it's kind of like the benefit from doing it is getting to speak to people that I never could have imagined speaking to, you know, from like demonologists to alien abductees through to psychics doctors even like it's it's pretty wild where uh, as you would know you know doing a podcast on this particular content like how broad that really goes and um so yeah getting the opportunities to come and speak to yourself uh about some of these experiences that i've personally had and we can talk about um some of the stuff that i've covered on my show as well it's i mean it goes deep and a, a very wide, as you would know. Yeah, man, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I would love to hear about your personal experiences. If if you're willing to share that, I'm I'm definitely down to listen. A hundred percent. I had to jot these down because I feel like sometimes you forget certain things, and then like you remember, you're like, oh man, that's that was kind of bizarre. That thing happened to me, and I've just kind of completely put it on like the back burner. But um, I guess like even before um doing this podcast, I was always interested in the paranormal like i feel like people sometimes ask you know how and when and i don't really have an initial answer for that i always just feel like it's been a part of um just like my interests you know it's probably like one of the oldest interests that i have i remember um sort of growing up watching i guess like cable tv with like the discovery channel and like um the history channel and having all those like pretty amazing documentaries about 
all sorts, you know, having like ghost hunters, things like that. Like it was um, even more than now, I felt like that media sort of in the mid 2000s was like really accessible, weirdly enough. And if you're, you know, sitting at home as a kid and you uh, stumble onto that stuff, I mean, you're going to, you're going to watch it, you know? So, um, but yeah, other than like having the interest, uh, I feel like uh, I had some experiences from sort of a young age and I'm not sure, I mean, you talk to anyone and I feel like you get onto the topic maybe over like a couple of beers or whatever. And everyone always has a story, you know, they know someone who has some sort of story, which is another reason that I'm so interested in this, um, in these sort of topics. But I remember um, being, I don't know, maybe, maybe under the age of 12 and over a few years, we had a few family members pass and I felt like it, it always stirred up some activity and it was, it was really interesting. I mean, it wasn't anything too unusual. It was kind of like household items kind of being moved slightly and um, a lot of noises as well. Like I remember um, we were all sitting at the dinner table and my parents' house was a two-story home. We're all sitting around, all four of us. And clear as day, we can hear someone walking around upstairs and uh, just all of us like looking at one another, just going like, well, that's, I mean, like, what what's that? But it was all having this understanding that it just must have been someone who's passed. Like I remember um, in that same house coming home one day and there must have been enough sort of commotion in the house that I assumed maybe like my dad was at home and my sister. So I didn't think anything of it. And uh, it was probably half an hour later and I was like, oh, where, where actually, where are they? You know, like I heard them before and then, you know, went and checked like the garage and no one's car was there. I was like, well, what was that then? You know, like what was making um, enough of like a normal household kind of sound for me just to assume that someone else was already there, right. you know? So it was like always things like that. And I suppose it happening um, in the family home and the other members of my family being aware of it. Like my mother's pretty spiritual. So we've always had sort of like conversations about, you know, um, the afterlife and certain things like this, you know, she's had some sort of interesting stories and so on as well. But um, it, it's always seems like it's been something that's sort of been around, I suppose. Um, and then I guess fast forward to doing this podcast and trying to find some, some evidence, I suppose. So I was lucky enough to go and do a paranormal investigation for the podcast. And a reason I really wanted to do that was because I didn't think that had ever been done before. Obviously, you know, you've seen a lot of documentaries and so on, but I don't know if I'd ever come across or still have an audio-based um, ghost hunt, I suppose. And it, I mean, it's not the best medium, obviously, because it's it's just audio, but I just wanted to... um give it a go. And it, I mean, it, it was, it was really bizarre, like even just listening back to the audio afterwards. So I, I, I teamed up with a um, paranormal group here in Australia. Uh, it's not where I currently live now. It was down in South Australia. I lived there for a few years and we went to, uh, it was called the Adelaide National Railway Museum. And it was pretty much just a museum full of locomotives and rolling stock you know, it was just a um, a train museum, really. But apparently there was a lot of sort of tragedy 
around some of the items in that museum and it was known to be quite haunted and we had some like interesting experiences there from um hearing just real strange noises like they they sort of um the the researchers there were sort of telling us uh, a bunch of history like they back in the day uh typically they would pick up like the rail ballast like the rocks that the rails stand on and um if depending on um what they were kind of doing the rail workers might be up to no good and they would always kind of um, pick up some of the ballast and drop it if one of their supervisors was coming around you know if they're doing whatever and we literally the entire time we were there we just heard this these rocks being picked up and just dropped and we had the whole museum to ourselves like it was locked we were like locked in there um to we were in a carriage and they brought a it was like a like a, a toy for cats like a ball that lights up and they were getting the ball to light up on command weird things like that and then even i got home to edit that podcast and my zoom recorder which i recorded all the audio on i'd never had this happen before and I had it for years there was glitching in the audio where the audio was like fast forwarding and then cutting back oh, so wow. i just be speaking and then it's just doing this really weird glitching and i've never i mean i've used it since then never had that happen before so whatever i guess was potentially there was interacting um like even just with like my audio equipment which was really bizarre but that was that was kind of a cool test just to see if um something like that could be done i'd like to ultimately do it again um eventually but it is it is a bit difficult <laughs> to get um researchers to kind of give you your, their time for a podcast sometimes and it's it is a fair bit of it's a fair bit of work having to sort of do a lot of audio explaining but that was another thing which was kind of cool because i actually have evidence of that like that's a two-part episode um that you can it's it's up online you know you can kind of go and hear that so it was kind of cool to actually get to capture something you know and um be able to share that with people because never in a million years i think i would be in the position to kind of get to do something like that you know yeah that's really neat man to to take uh, the audience along via podcast to to do a paranormal investigation that is that is pretty cool hats off for you know for that one well, thank you. It's, I, as I said, I really do hope I get to do it again. And, you know, if anyone listening does a podcast, I'd recommend doing it. It's, it's cool. Like, let alone doing, like I've done paranormal investigations, like with groups and not sort of done that. Um, one I did here where I live in Brisbane, we went to the old jail and this was pretty wild. Like, um, it was it was a really quiet night. Like the we kind of broke into like three groups and we rotated through the investigators throughout the night. And I think we were with the last investigator of the night and he was kind of saying, like, oh, it's been really quiet tonight. Like, did you guys have any experiences with the other groups? And they're like, No. It's been really quiet. And you're kind of thinking, Oh, maybe do they just say that all the time? You know, like I mean, you have paid to be on this thing and people are always going to be a bit like cynical, but you start to kind of think a bit like that sometimes. But we're in this building in the old jail, which was the mess hall. But before that, it was originally a hospital for the inmates. And um, there's maybe 10, 12 of us all in this group. And we're all just sitting in this large hall um, on the back of the wall. And to get into this building, we had to be let in through a locked door. They locked the door behind us. We went up a flight of stairs. So we're on the second level. And we're all just in this room. And the researcher starts speaking to this guard spirit who worked there. And um, he's just telling him to come into the room. And then clear as day, um, we start to hear these footsteps coming up the stairs. 
and like all of us heard it and they actually did get this on audio, but I never got a copy of it. But um, it was the most, I mean, as I mentioned, I'd heard footsteps before, but this was like, this was weird when you heard the footsteps get to the top of the stairs and there's just no one there. That is a, that's a pretty unsettling feeling, you know, to be like, we're about to see someone, like someone must've come in and um, there was nothing there. And then, um, which was just wild because no one else got to have anything like that that night and then just to experience that. And there was, there was like um, a heaviness in the room. I feel like everyone felt that, which was, it was, it was just very cool, even though it wasn't um, ultimately be great to actually see an apparition or something like that. But this was almost eerie in a sense to hear these heavy footsteps and then nothing. And then, you know, I've obviously mentioned that to um, other people and they're like, well, that could have been faked, but I'm like, yeah, it could have. But when you're in the room and you get this sense of um, it's kind of like an uneasiness, but it's just like a feeling of heaviness and you're sharing that with a small group of people who are all there for the same reason. It's um, it was, it was one of those moments I'm like, man, this is, this is the stuff I love. <laughs> you know, this is, this is, this is my, <laughs> this is my shit, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. And you know, people can throw off on it and say that it could be faked or whatever, but unless you're there in the moment, it, it's hard to, to really, you know, cast judgment. Um, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And you, you would know, you know, like you said, yeah, you can fake the sound of footsteps, but you can't fake that, you know, doom kind of feeling coming on you, you know? Yeah, honestly, like I can see why um, it, it would be very addicting to want to be a paranormal investigator. I mean, it's like it's long hours and probably it's a lot of downtime, but when you get something like that, it's just like, man, this is, it's quite a drug, <laughs> you know, it's, it's really bizarre. It's it's like a rush on like anything I think, um, yeah, super weird, super addictive. But ideally, I'd love to do more of that. Um, and I've been lucky to do a few other sort of tours and stuff when I've managed to go overseas. But it's obviously very hard to sort of tee up in advance to kind of um, you know, try to record anything like that. But yeah, I love any any city I ever go to. I'm always trying to find some sort of local ghost tour, ghost hunt. You know, because it's a great way to learn history of the place you're in, obviously. But um, it's it's still a bit of it's got a bit of a thrill to it. I'd say doing a bit of um, a bit of ghost hunting. If if anyone's listening and hasn't ever gotten to do it, definitely next time you're somewhere where they offer something like that, jump on it because it's it's a lot of fun. Um, and it's it's an interesting skill set too. I think. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, it is. Um. There, we have several opportunities around here for, for you know for ghost hunts and stuff. Um, that's something that I haven't really taken advantage of too much. I I did my own investigations. Oh man, back when Ghost Hunters was popular, yeah. um, probably fifteen years ago. I was I was super into it. You know, I bought all the equipment and stuff. But as far as like going on a like a guided tour, I've uh, I've not really been able to do that. Um, there's places around here, but I just haven't taken advantage of it myself. So, you know, what you're saying is kind of inspiring. Maybe I should, I should book a place to go soon. It's worth giving it a sus. I did a podcast earlier this year with a woman who reached out to me who had bought a haunted house on purpose and um, 
like specifically to do so she was a paranormal investigator and they had their eye on a place they wanted to they i guess her paranormal team wanted to buy a facility where they could do research at any time that they wanted and um the house is called the boyd house and off the top of my mind i can't remember um whereabouts in the states this was but it was pretty interesting to speak to someone who at any moment can spend unlimited time in this house and kind of what they've found because that's that's the big argument is uh unless you maybe run a tour and you have um say access to a building once a week even once a week is still pretty difficult but um you don't really get to build a rapport with potentially those spirits you know you're kind of going in fresh um not knowing the lay of the land but if they're in there a few times a week or even just like pop in because this is the thing they do as well they kind of use it as like an airbnb so you that you can stay in a haunted house. So I guess they're in there even just to clean the place and they're probably, you know, speaking um, to some of the spirits. And I feel like they get, they obviously sounds like they get very familiar and very confident. I mean, I feel like that's when you probably are actually going to get these pretty amazing experiences, you know, uh, where you're not just a stranger. And I guess the spirits are sort of more inclined, like they understand what the go is, you know, that you're not just coming in and being like speaking to this device make it light up to be like i don't know what that means you know like what are you talking about i died like 150 years ago like what's a light <laughs> you right. know kind of things. but um but yeah that was that was a really interesting chat actually um super bizarre i guess like i, I mean i said i was super jealous i think you'd probably agree like to be in the, the situation where you could buy a property specifically to do research in um it's like unheard of i mean it's it's, it's pretty amazing but yeah that was um Never come across anything like that before, but I'm glad there's people out there like that. That's for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. And you said the Boyd House, right? Yes, the Boyd House. I've actually had her on my show before. You have? Is okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, and it it is amazing. Yeah, that she did it intentionally. Yeah, for for the purpose of research. Yeah, I, I might have to reach back out to her. Um, because yeah, that that's that's mind blowing. It's been probably two years since we talked. So that would be a be a, a good recap. Yeah, she definitely would have some more uh, evidence to share. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was great. I love getting to speak with um, paranormal investigators. Like for a while, I kind of avoided it just because you don't want it to get too much the same, I suppose. But when you get a unique kind of situation like that, you're like, okay, this is a bit of a different take on it because no one else has the access to a location like that. It's yeah, it's, it's kind of phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, it really is. You know, and I, I looked through a lot of your uh, your Instagram and stuff too, which I absolutely love. Um, I, I saw a lot of not just you know ghostly paranormal, but there's a lot of UFO and abductee experience kind of stuff on there. Yeah, that's like my. I guess that'd be like my favorite topic. Um especially outside of, I guess, like hauntings. I feel like UFOs, alien abduction and hauntings were all kind of the the gateway into everything else. Um, it's it's funny. I, I think I might have told this on my podcast or somewhere. I mentioned this recently, but um, my grandfather was pretty interested in UFOs. He, he saw, um, he did see some lights in the sky uh, in New South Wales here in Australia. Um, and 
whatever this craft was, it was making the shape of a triangle. It was kind of appearing and then, you know, going down to one of the angles and across. And I remember him telling me this when I was a kid and I actually found a, a UFO book in like my school library. And that exact thing had been like reported in this book. Not that I'd ever disbelieved him, but I'm like, oh, here it is. Right. Uh, like he's, he's seen something and he had these VHS tapes from the 80s. And that, I mean, it had researchers on there like Bud Hopkins and so on, which is a big, um, a big researcher into this kind of phenomena. And um, I just watched these on repeat at the age of like eight, which it kind of wasn't super age appropriate because it was literally about, you know, um, alien beings coming into people's homes and abducting them. So like not, not super like age appropriate at that time, but literally it's probably the reason why I'm so interested and obsessed now um so it's totally it's kind of the whole reason i got into the podcast as well like how it all kind of started was i didn't really mean to start a podcast it was just kind of um i just i mean like my background is audio production so i had sort of been doing podcasts for other people and so on and i just had a bunch of thoughts that i wanted to sort of share and i just recorded them and then i ended up just like uploading them and i just called it paranormal thoughts podcast because it was literally paranormal thoughts like my thoughts and it kind of just blossomed from there but a lot of the early content was me um talking about uh i suppose we, we, and like a lot of the content now as well but especially early on was i started to reach out to alien abductees and that was sort of the first time i i mean i'd ever sort of spoken to anyone who had claimed to have an experience um, and since then, I, I couldn't even tell you how many people I've spoken to, which are actually, you know, episodes for the podcast and also just, um, just speaking to people who want someone to hear them out, you know, because that's, that's the biggest thing that sort of, I come away with this stuff. Like it's, there's some really fascinating accounts, but a lot of the time people just want to be heard and, um, believed as well. You know, like I'm not, I'm not there to judge or sort of um, try to discredit them in any way. I'm just kind of there to to listen and try to get a bit more of an idea of what could be going on. So, yeah, that's like a big passion that's sort of come from doing this podcast is getting to talk to um, firsthand experiences. Yeah, man. And and you're right. A lot of times people just want somebody to listen and not have to worry about being ridiculed especially when they go through something as traumatic as uh, abduction. Yeah. Well, that's it. I've spoken to multiple women now who have had um, miscarriages, which they believe weren't um, your typical instance. They don't believe that. Uh, what happened was it was really out of their control and so on. And you're kind of listening to people speak about situations like this. And you're like, wow, this is um, like, I don't know what to really I mean, you don't, what do you say to someone like that? But it's, you don't realize, you know, you kind of think, oh, you could, I don't know, someone listening to like my podcast could click on it being like, this is going to be fun. You know, this is like people being abducted by aliens. Yeah, let's get into it. And all of a sudden there's like some pretty heavy stuff, you know, of these people, um, what they, what they sort of deal with. And I've had people that are like, I haven't mentioned this to anyone before. And I'm like, wow, what that's, and they'll, I've literally had someone who said like, I'm never going to mention this again either. I think this is just kind of um, my way to get it off my chest and wow. I'm just going to try to put that behind me now. I'm like, wow, well, thank you for sharing that with me. But uh, also don't feel like you have to do that if you, you know, just 
let me know you need to talk to someone again or whatever. Like, that's the thing. They don't really have, I mean, I guess uh, there's always anything you look into. I guess there's going to be some sort of support group that they could find. But I mean, it's not not super accessible and it's just, yeah, it's, it's tricky. It's a real tricky one. But yeah, I, going back to make it kind of a bit happier again. Uh, but no, I do love, like there's a lot of, not like what I'm saying there is some of the negative experiences, but there's also a lot of positives as well. Like a lot of people, it kind of, um, these experiences sort of are life-changing for the better. A lot of them sort of do become quite spiritual. Um, it can also be kind of very career changing as well. Um, not, not that I've ever spoken to, I don't think someone who has sort of changed their whole way of life where they're like, you know what, I've sort of been opened up to this whole world. I'm not going to, you know, do my nine to five job anymore but i know there are people like that as as you would you know you'd be it'd be hard to go back to the norm because that's how i feel like speaking to these people then you know going away editing the episode like you're really close to it and then you know i sort of compartmentalize that and still have a normal existence even though you're like there's this stuff's happening and we're just either ignoring it or just pretending like it's just not even there or people don't even want to know it's there it's uh yeah it's really phenomenal yeah you bring up a good point you know it there is a heaviness to to some of these interviews that and the reality is it changes you know not just you know that that person's experience you know get them getting it off their chest but it, it changes us you know it once once we accept that these things are the way they are um it kind of takes over your thoughts sometimes um that's a really good yeah. point, man. I I talk to like-minded people in the same sort of way of um, just how to, I mean, I guess you just do have to kind of to, like, you can't let it weigh on you too much, obviously, but you do start to question things far more. And um, I think sometimes it's, it kind of is a nice reflection for me anyway, when, when things may be getting a bit stressful or what kind of have you, and you just kind of go, who even knows what any of this is, you know, like, we only know what we can kind of see, but yet there's all these insane experiences which are happening to so many people. Like this can't just be the be all and end all, you know? So it, it just really puts you in a different perspective and you can kind of do with that what you want. But I try to take it as like a positive and try to question things more and just think, you know, like we're a pretty small piece in the puzzle. Try not to stress too much about it, you know? So, but yeah, it's it's kind of amazing actually what doing something like this, like this podcast, um, yeah, how it's changed me. You know, like I started this in 2016 and I was like, well, I would have been 20. Now I'm like 26 and it's like, so my, my 20s is kind of like on the internet, which is not ideal. <laughs> like some of those first episodes, like I don't think I could go back and listen to. Like it, it pains me when someone's like, I just found your podcast. I've listened through the whole back catalog and like oh you could probably oh, yeah. skip it it's like two years or so <laughs> you know but um yeah it's it's kind of it's it, it is interesting though to kind of have like all of my sort of thoughts out there as well as um getting to speak to some pretty remarkable people over this time it's yeah it's it's it's, it's a blessing to get to do um and it all just kind of happened by accident i feel which is pretty bizarre but i feel like maybe things happen for a reason as well you know absolutely yeah, everything happens for a reason, and you're you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Um, 
But let me ask you, because you, you kind of touched on it, about what all this is. If you're like me and you like to go camping, hiking, hunting, um, just be prepared in general, then uh, I recommend you check out Squatch Survival Gear. Their packs are 100% made in America. Each component on the packs are American made. It's a veteran owned company out of Texas. Um, it's my buddy Chris. He started this out of personal experience. Um, in his military service, he, he fashioned these packs, you know, off of packs that he used that he had to modify to make them something that uh, is more, more convenient, easier to carry, less of a load on your body, and the, let the pack do the work. They're amazing. I own two. I have the uh, the Rock Ape and the Mothman pack. I love them. They're the best bags I've ever had in my life. These bags are bomb-proof. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. Plus, they're comfortable. When I have them on, I can carry around. I can hike with 25, 30 pounds, and it, it doesn't strain my body. The pack does the work. Um, you have to see them for yourself. So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com to check them out. If you decide to, to purchase one of these bags, use my promo code. It's 23BUMP this year. Okay? It's 23BUMP. Use that promo code and it'll save you 15% site-wide. These, these are packs of all sizes. You know, if you want something, you know, small everyday carry, or if you want some kind of a uh, go bag, like a, I'm not coming home bag, he's got them. Check them out, SquatchSurvivalGear.com, promo code 23BUMP. Let me ask you, because you, you kind of touched on it, about what all this is. And I know over the years you've had thoughts and you've probably had your mind changed time and time again, but where you're at now, Dylan, um, do you, what do you think? Like, uh, well, let's start with ghosts. What, what do you think these spirits are? Are, are these just people that didn't pass on to whatever afterlife or. I think ultimately, yes, from what I've sort of, experience and can tell it does seem to be i mean you have from my understanding you have two different hauntings like a intelligent haunting and a residual one where it's kind of just like a almost like a tape loop someone has passed they don't even potentially realize that they're even dead they're just kind of on loop they do the same thing each and every day what kind of have you when you have someone who it's probably more aware that they're deceased and that's when you have more interactions and so on but i definitely do think it is people who have passed i think um if you want to then get into more like demonic kind of stuff i guess that would be something different but i do think everyday kind of hauntings are people who have passed who either don't want to go onto that next stage or they can't um that like going back to mentioning when i've had family members pass and it seemed like there was a lot of activity um, especially I had a few uncles die and it was kind of bizarre because at one stage they had all kind of lived in this house for maybe a month or just at some point, I feel like that probably had something to do with the activity, but even then I feel like time would go on where there'd be nothing. You'd kind of be like, all right, they're, they're probably at rest. And then some things would kind of start to pick up again and you don't really know 
I mean, we didn't know who it was per se. We're just kind of, it just seems to make sense. But um, the fact that potentially they could revisit, I don't know. It's it's very hard to tell. And from what I can understand, like speaking to mediums, it's like they can't tell us. That's why we can't get a solid answer. It's kind of, I think there's probably things that we're supposed to know, things we aren't. And I guess we will probably find out those answers eventually if we all end up dying, you know? So maybe that's the next sort of stage of learning. Um, so it's probably a reason why we don't just have a hit like a medium speaking to someone who's passing, just going, this is what it is. And sometimes you do hear that from mediums and you can take that how you kind of like, but at least from who I've spoken to and my understanding, um, there's still a lot of unknowns, but I think we will eventually find out. I hope anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's a good answer. Um, yeah, it would be great if we could sit down, like like in the case of the Boyd House, sit there and just maybe pester him to the point of saying, okay, where are you at? What do you see? You know? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The the dream. But yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> but I, I guess we don't get to do that. Um, well, what about with, like, with aliens? Because my thought process has... Um, has changed quite a bit over the last two and a half, three years, um, like drastically. Of what I what I thought about aliens, what I thought about Sasquatch. Uh, I, I know the Yowie's pretty popular down there. Yes, um, definitely. Uh, so, what what are your thoughts on aliens? Like, what what are we dealing with? So, like yourself, um, I always feel like I'm in a constant. Um, battle with like I think I almost have like an ideal situation like I think I could picture it like this is this is what I think is going on and then when things don't fit into that construct it gets it gets challenging right and I think the thing that I've come away with is that we're not just dealing with an alien you know alien is um I mean it's a broad word as it already is so I feel like we are probably dealing with a lot of different entities from a lot of different spaces too like uh space probably wasn't a good word there but probably yes from other universes um then also you know actual just like outer space as well there's there's a lot of conflicting reports and i feel like it gets a bit weird too i was only thinking about this this week where things have definitely changed over the decades where initially it was just a lot of sightings you know around sort of um when we're using, you know, nuclear technology, there's a lot of interest. And then the sightings kind of changed from just seeing craft to actually then seeing beings, you know, like encountered, um, you know, third kind kind of um, experiences, but then also these abductions and then the abductions actually taking place, you know, like um, in homes and it, it all kind of really, I don't know. It's it's really like evolved, I and mean, now even having like contact with the fifth kind, where people are meditating. I've spoken to people who can do that, and uh, it's something I'd be really interested in. But it's, obviously, it takes a lot of time and skill to actually manifest. I suppose these experiences to happen, but um, things have progressed and changed over time, and I don't really know what the meaning of any of that is. But I feel like wh- where it's at now, um especially from who I've spoken to, it it depends with, first of all, what they describe the being looking like. You know, you get a lot of your typical kind of like gray alien type beings and 
typically that does sort of lend itself to negative experiences. I've found people don't typically have anything um, too good to say. And that can also be similar to more so reptilian type beings. I feel like the beings which more or so look quite human, just a bit tall or something like that, they seem to be, you know, maybe a little bit more positive of these experiences. But my understanding has always been as well, the more open you are, it's easy It's easy for me to say, but if the more open you are, if you're maybe experiencing things, maybe the the less negative your experience may potentially might be. You know, if you're kind of there accepting what's happening, you might actually get some more information because you're not resisting or anything along those lines. But the people who are frightened, which it's totally understandable, obviously they're in the headspace where that's going to be a negative experience and then it does end up being negative. So I don't like to kind of just say gray aliens are bad, you know, because I'm sure there's people who have actually gotten a lot, which we have, you know, like even look at like the Betty and Barney Hill case, they described, you know, you sort of Zeta reticuli, reticuli uh, type being and Betty had spoken to one of the beings and, you know, they showed her the whole star map and so on. So, but I guess for me, um, I think there might be a little bit of the, the missing link kind of thing where I feel like maybe these beings have always been around in some regard, whether or not, um, you know, they're the creator per se, but I think it does seem like there has been a lot of involvement over time. There's, I feel like there's some pretty substantial evidence for that. Um, and yeah, maybe like the whole breeding program as well. I definitely think, I mean, that that's, that's for a certain, you know, like sperm and eggs being taken, like, as I mentioned earlier, some people, um, believing that they, I mean, that same girl's kind of referencing earlier, she had fallen pregnant, had that miscarriage, but she, she guarantee, she guarantees me there was no way for her to be pregnant when she was, she was obviously not seeing anyone at that time. She said it did not make sense at all how that had happened. So I definitely think there is a element to the whole sort of breeding program concept as well, but yeah, it's, it's always a constant battle because I feel like maybe I have a bit more of an idea when I speak to someone else and I'm like, oh, okay, that, that doesn't line up with anything I've ever heard before. So what does, what does that mean? You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's a very broad topic and I feel like you probably do need to, I mean, you don't have to take any side to it, but it does make it a little bit easier, but I'm always just kind of taking things on and just, I think, yeah, you just have to kind of look at it as like, there's a lot of different there's a, there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle and um, I don't think it's even necessarily the same puzzle that we're always looking at, you know, just with um, the varying experiences. I mean, it's even, you know, the whole argument of are UFOs even related to alien abduction because they might not be, you know, that could be a whole other thing as well. I mean, some people have witnessed crafts as well as being abducted, but I don't necessarily think they always go hand in hand either by the sounds of it. Um you know, there's experiences where maybe sort of more interdimensional kind of happenings are at play, you know, or even through dreams and so on. It goes, as I say, it goes really deep, but sometimes, yeah, it's, it's not this easy thing of an aliens taking someone and, you know, it's, yeah, it's, I, I hope, I hope that kind of did answer your question. Cause I feel like I'm sort of, this is like the internal argument I have myself all the time and, it's pretty much anything and everything I feel like could be 
the answer, but for me right now, um, I, yeah, I think I've kind of summarized it somewhat, but I, everything I sort of mentioned, definitely the breeding programs happening. I think they're, they've been involved in some way and I feel like they're here for a reason. Hopefully I, I do honestly think it's probably to benefit us as well as them, but I don't think it's anything too sinister anyway. But, uh, I, I can definitely appreciate that outlook. Um, you know, for me, it's very, very sinister, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, I look at things from mainly uh, a, a Christian mindset and, but, you know, forever, you know, growing up and stuff, I looked at aliens and I just thought, well, you know, maybe God made life on other planets and they're coming over here. Who's to say? Exactly. Um, but you know, as time goes on and things happen, such as this breeding program um, and this crazy advanced technology that these aliens seem to have, um, I just I see a lot of parallels with what is going on now with what the fallen angels were doing, mm-hmm. you know, in in like the book of Genesis, you know, they, they were advanced beings. They came down, they took the, the daughters of man and had this offspring. And the whole goal was to corrupt the bloodlines. Um, it was to, you know, stop the coming of the Messiah. And, you know, and it says in there that the Nephilim were, was on the earth in those days and after certain, I'm at a point in my life now where I'm thinking, okay, is this the end after, you know, are these, are these things coming back to try to, you know, finish what they started? Mm-hmm. Um, I hope yeah. I'm very wrong. You know, I, I hope it's just curious neighbors. Yeah. But, well, that's it, isn't it? Like, it's interesting. There's definitely seems to be a correlation between religion and these, I mean, all a lot of paranormal topics, but especially um, alien abduction, I always find it interesting to speak with people who have faith, who experience, have these experiences, or even people who were atheists. And then um, it kind of seems to open people up and they'll, they'll take some sort of spiritual um, ideals on. And I don't know, I, there's a weird sort of correlation between it all, isn't there? Yeah, there really is. Um, especially I've had I've had people I've talked to that talk about these experiences mm-hmm. and you know, they can pray it away. Mm-hmm. You know, if they you know, they said they can use the name of Jesus and the abduction stop. That makes me think it's something demonic, something, you know, nefarious. Or mm-hmm. uh Yeah, it's just I don't know, it just it it's it's interesting yeah and that's the thing that could be something completely different or it might not be you know that's i had um i've spoken to some demonologists because that was something i was really curious about from i mean i understand demons from a religious kind of point of view but i'm like okay let's just put that aside and talk about more of a just a real world term, like how does how does this fit in? And I got a lot of different answers between are these actually uh these 
demonic satanic entities from satan and some kind of sound like they were and others it almost sounds like more of like a, a fallen angel kind of scenario where this could be someone who kind of went down the wrong path and now they actually in the afterlife have taken on this um this demonic being per se and i mean that that's a whole other can of worms but it's it's very interesting because it's kind of the thing of well what's the difference between a haunting and um like a demonic type haunting or like infestation i definitely think um you know modern films have definitely brought that more to light and i feel like that's why it's a very popular topic now as well and it kind of i feel it has sort of like it muddied the water a little bit between like i feel like everyone thinks everything's suddenly demonic you know where it's like well hang on i feel like demonic hauntings are still pretty rare in comparison to probably some other odd occurrences or even just you know everyday explainable scenarios which you might suddenly jump on the bandwagon like it must be a haunting but probably most of the time it does still have a uh real world uh explanation yeah that's, that's a good point you know um and i've had people explain it you know paranormal investigators you know they try to help draw lines between you know what is demonic and what is paranormal just you know and they try to explain it like if they were a jerk in this life they're probably going to be a jerk in the afterlife mm -hmm. so you're not dealing with a demon you're just dealing with a grumpy old man you know exactly so yeah it's it's interesting and like you said i guess none of us know and no. our our time will come to find out but it's, it's a whole so. lot of fun to talk about and think about, ain't it? A hundred percent. Yes. That's why I love doing, like having conversations like minded people. Cause it's like, yeah, it's, it's great to hear what you also think. And I feel like you probably most of the time come to the same kind of conclusion of like, well, who really knows? But I mean, having the discussion hopefully gets us a bit closer anyway. Yeah, man. Well, Dylan, I got a, I just got a couple more questions for you, man. If you, if you don't mind me picking your brain. Go for it. Um, like, like I said a few minutes ago, the, I know that the Yowie is incredibly popular there. Yeah, uh, I've spoken with several people in Australia that you know go out and do the research. So, have you had a lot of uh, had a lot of that on your show? Uh, is there anything that stands out to you about about the Yowie? We'll just cover it all. Yeah, um, it's definitely, uh. In Australian culture, at least when I sort of grew up, felt like it was pretty prevalent. Um, it was just, it's really known. I don't know if it's so much a thing now, but even we growing up, I think they actually have re-released them, but they had um, Cadbury chocolate, which they actually called Yowies. And they were these chocolates, which I guess kind of looked like a Yowie and inside um, you'd get like a little toy, like in an egg. Yeah. So it was it was just kind of weird things like that where I feel like even if you didn't necessarily know the indigenous um law around Yowies, it was kind of like in I mean, you could buy them at the the checkout, the grocery store and so on, you know. But um yeah, I've had a few like people on who are specific like researchers into Yowies, as well as uh I've known some people who witnessed some interesting things out in the bush. I mean, it's even like where I live currently, you know, maybe 50 years ago, this neighborhood didn't exist. It was just bush. And um, there's a website completely based on 
well, it's actually it's it's actually nationwide, but you can sort of click on whichever state you're in, and there's reports sort of from you know easily for 50 years to you know today, and the amount of yali sightings within 10 minutes of where I currently live, some years ago before it was developed, it's pretty wild. You know, like people were just walking through the bush, and it's often it's people seeing um it's very similar you know exactly the same thing as sasquatch bigfoot you know yeti i guess it's just completely um continent sort of dependent but often people having these experiences from afar uh and when they do seem to have them up close that's when they seem to be quite frightening you know these these creatures they seem quite aggressive from my understanding as well like i guess if you do see one walking by you could probably just stay of its way but i've heard stories about people being chased um you know even the thing of like cars being found um like just with something that's crushed you know the whole um hood of the car you know and they're like what what could have there's nothing out in the bush that could do something like that you know yeah. and um i don't know there's yeah it's it's a very interesting topic and it's that thing of you know i'd always i would love to go like yowie hunting but at the same time I feel like it is one of those things that if you actually were to come face to face with, you'd be like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, <laughs> because they honestly do sound, um, it sound pretty terrifying. And even just the, cause I, I definitely think they're out there. I don't, I mean, well, I just, like they just have to be the amount of sightings and there's just nothing. I mean, we don't have bears in Australia, you know, right. so there's nothing, there's no bipedal, large creature walking around like that. You know what I mean? So it has to be something that's um, native that hasn't been documented well enough, you know? Um, so they're obviously, they're obviously out there still just doing their thing and they, they're obviously extremely good at camouflage and just staying away because obviously as everything keeps getting developed, they obviously just keep on moving out because my understanding is there's still reports to this day you know there's never really been i feel like a a peak or anything it just seems like a steady amount of reports of people seeing these creatures yeah man and it was just in the last year or two there's a group down there um i don't want to give credit to the wrong one so i won't use any names but they had some amazing footage caught on thermal camera um where you you can see like two creatures yeah. around this tree, and you know, and they go out and they mark the tree, and these things are like eight or nine feet tall. Yeah, there's some. That's what I love is um people when they ask you know like where's the evidence, and I'll literally send them like Thinkathunkers YouTube channel because that guy is yes. doing some of the best yes. um, research right now because he's he you know he obviously he believes in this stuff, but he's very um, critical and just the way he uses video to actually figure out i'm like here's your evidence these things are real like this is the best evidence for probably a lot of paranormal topics that we have like here it is you know he's doing videos every month of getting weird stuff sent in and it's like but even him just doing the very famous um patterson gimlin breakdown the amount of times he's broken that holy grail footage and you know before kind of watching his breakdown you're like oh maybe it was something that was easily to hoax or whatever but after watching his breakdown you're like nah this is this is the real deal. At least out of everything else we have, it's like this for sure is something um, that is not, it's not human, whatever yeah. that thing is. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I love Thinker Thunker. I've, I've 
been on his YouTube channel, you know, surfing through everything he's got for years and years. Yeah. He's amazing. Um, well, is there anything else that you want to cover or talk about? Um, I was going to say this morning, but this evening. <laughs> this evening. Um, not, not particularly like, I mean, every, everything I've sort of spoken about here with you, um, I sort of touch on my podcast really, you know, it's, I, I like, I like to sort of open myself up to everything, you know, so I do talk a lot about sort of hauntings and alien abduction, but I like to, you know, look into the cryptid stuff as well, because there's some real, there's some, man, there's some bizarre little creatures out there that, um, I mean, people see, you know, and you're just like, just things you never could even imagine when it, once you stumble across it, you're like, wow, there's thousands of these reports and, you know, you have to take everything with a grain of salt, obviously, like, um, but it's like, there's, there's this many people seeing something, um, they must be out there, you know, so, but no, really everything, yeah, everything I've sort of mentioned here, um, I talk about this stuff every now and again on, uh, on Paranormal Thoughts, so, yeah, I don't know. I just love the opportunity to get to talk. I mean, it gets me excited, you know, to get to speak about this. So hopefully, you know, people listening, uh, they also have a passion for this stuff and they just, I don't know, gives them something to uh, get excited about and hopefully go and do their own research as well. And, you know, that's what we're all doing. Like, I feel like we're all researchers in a sense, like listening to a podcast about these sort of topics. It's like you're seeking to learn. Um, about this stuff and sort of opening your mind to some pretty wild possibilities. But I mean, I think it's great. I like having open-minded people because um, you're often then open-minded in every sort of scenario within life. So it's, it's definitely a good thing, you know? Yes, absolutely. And yeah, I, I agree with you. I absolutely love your perspective on things, your outlook, how open you are. And uh, like you said, everybody's just go, Check out your podcast, Paranormal Thoughts Podcast. It's available pretty much everywhere, right? I believe so. Everywhere that uh, I've come across anyway, it should be there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Dylan, I thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, good luck to every future endeavor you have. I wish you the very best, man. And again, thank you for working with me through all this stuff. Um, you've been amazing. No, thank you. Back at you too. I really... I appreciate getting the chance to come speak with you and uh, best of luck with everything that you've got going on. Really appreciate it. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want more content, if you want to submit your own story to be on the show, if you want to listen to past episodes, or if you want to donate to the show, you can do all of that through thebumppodcast.com. So just go there. Uh, explore the website check it all out if you want to sign up to be a member it's super cheap it's just $1.75 a week you can cancel at any time get in on uh, all the the new latest and greatest stuff we have going on all right so again thanks for listening i love you god bless
personally ready to submit your life to God and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says it really simply that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, 
you will be saved. It's that simple. To be born again, to start a new life as a child of God, to join God's army, to rise up against the evil forces that you know are all around you. You don't have to do it alone. I love you. Jesus loves you. And may God bless you.